and we are live. This is That Gay Radio Show. My name is Bushra, and I'm here with my co-host, Fatia. Because I couldn't pronounce her name. Like, I was literally saying it like a bougie, like, Caucasian woman. Who is secretly Bengali but doesn't want to admit it. Anyways. Yeah, that's pretty, much, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, there's no better way to put it. Mm. So we're here at Frenchman's Bay in Pickering. It's so gorgeous. Let me describe, yeah. let me put the scene for you guys. Green grass, the light shining through. It's golden hour, ladies and gentlemen. Or folks, I don't need to gender it, you know? The leaves are super green. There's, like, white benches. We're in this middle. We're in the middle of the subdivision, but it's very cute. It's very, you know, coastal town beach vibes. You know, I, I it's kind of like a hidden gem in Pickering. Honestly, I mean, I've never been to Pickering in this part of Pickering before, and it's just it's absolutely gorgeous. So if you guys get a chance, definitely recommend. Yeah, I'm glad that you took the words out of my mouth. Like, oh my god, you should be the fucking host of this show. <laughs> All right. So here's something I like to get won't take your with. jobs. Oh my <laughs> god, bitch. Okay. Won't take your jobs. <laughs> Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm Fatia, and my pronouns are she and her and they. I mean, right? I don't know. Throw all of them at me. That's fine. Um, and, yeah, I'm a, I'm a student. I go to UTSC. I'm just doing my undergrad right now. And, uh, you know, um, I'm an ex-Muslim. So, cult- so how I identify that is I'm culturally still Muslim in the way that I, you know, so will participate in, like, Ramadan and Eid and and korbani and stuff but um you know i'm just i'm atheist you know and for me i i I choose to put my um faith quote-unquote in science and reason and logic and you know to me islam i mean religion play i mean organized religion plays so many roles but specifically islam to me is just like any other you know ideological system that also incorporates all these other you know social functions for for large groups of people and you know, uh, I am queer and, you know, it's been, it, my, my kind of journey is really interesting because my parents are actually more spiritual than they are dogmatic, but my dad was raised very religious. And so when I was young, my dad really, really wanted me to be, you know, religious, even though him and my mom, they weren't very practicing in the same ways. So I went to an Islamic private school in Toronto. Oh my God. Um, how did I not know this? Oh, I, when we when we when I'll talk about it, like you'll you'll remember things. And be like, oh, I remember you being like that. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Go on. No, no, it's fine. So I went to an Islamic private school from grade one to grade six, and I switched back and forth between public school and this Islamic school for a number of years. But oh. um, this uh, Islamic school was honestly like, like it was like pre Wahhabi Islam, basically, which was what they were trying to push for. Um, and, you know, there was a period of time when I was actually very, very radicalized, you know. And so when, for example, people, I watch a lot of cult documentaries. Um, so when people, <laughs> just throw that into the mix. Uh, so when people talk, when I, you know, when you watch these documentaries and you talk to people who have been kind of indoctrinated in, in cult-like behavior or in groups, like very high control groups, like I find I'm really able to relate to them because I was radicalized, you know, at a very, very young age. And, you know, I remember being like 10 years old hopefully like whoever doesn't flag this shit but because i don't think the shit now i'm atheist just please remember okay um but i remember being 10 years old and being like oh yeah we have to like kill all of the kufars or the non-believers yeah yeah yeah. and this was 10 years old and can you and so how is it that this 10 year old is thinking these things because this this isn't obviously coming from my family this isn't coming from my friends like who is it coming from it's coming from the you know place that i go to for eight hours a day every single day being told certain subliminal messages and um 
you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just very interesting. Anyways, and so after that, I went to public school and was still, you know, um, I, you know, because of my parents, right, I just stopped being super, super dogmatically religious. And by the time I went to high school, you know, I realized I was just, you know, kind of going through the motions of the religion for my parents, right? I'm, most, I'm an only child, so I mostly wanted to make my parents happy. But that being said, there came a point where I was just, I was in anthropology class, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like grade 11, grade 12. And they were talking about evolution, and I was like, what? This was an option? This was an option? That's, you know. that's sort of how I felt, too. It's like, right. here's my thing. I was kind of the opposite. I kind of grew up, like, my parents are very against, like, how do I say this? They're kind of secular when it comes right. to, like, religion. Right. So for them, they didn't want really any, like, obscene, like, messages Crazy, like, in the home. Crazy, yeah. So for them, they said, and they literally, I would ask my parents, like, do I need to wear the hijab? Do I need to do this? And they're like, those are extremists. Like, that's literally oh, what they right. would fully yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. They would fully yeah. say, like, don't do that. But here's the thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with no, wearing, like, religious coverings. But I think, but, but here's the important message my mom, like, imparted to me. She says the whole point of, like, religion is that it's about choice. Right. And, like, all religious scriptures, it's like a guideline. So you got to choose what well, you that's feel for like moderate. But that's for moderates, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's and that's the thing that I'm trying to get at is because I, you know, I started to have when I was really young, I had this cognitive dissonance between what I was being taught at school, which is very Wahhabi, it was very very conservative, almost fundamentalist, and at home it was almost secular. It was like secular, spiritual. You know, God was through feeling. You know what I mean? Like all of these things. Yeah. I kind of feel that way right. now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so anyways, I was in high school and I realized evolution was a thing. And I was like, what if? And I was trying to, you know, for the sake of my parents, you know, I was trying to like reconcile these things in my mind. I was like, what if God, Adam was just super hairy? You know what I mean? Like that's how I was trying to <laughs> rationalize it. Oh my, oh my but God. then I remember we were in a Costco. Fun story. We were in a Costco. My, you know, my parents are. They have both have very, very vigorous science backgrounds. My dad was doing a PhD in engineering when I was born. My mom finished med school. They both did this in uh, St. Petersburg and Moscow, Russia. And remember, so we're in a Costco, sorry. This is probably like 2013, 2014. We're in a Costco. How many times did I say that? Um, anyways, so <laughs> we're just, you know, in the toilet paper aisle. My dad's, you know, screaming at some manager trying to get a sale on this toilet paper. And I'm, you know, standing that's with my a, mom. That's such a Bengali dad thing to do. Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially my dad, eh? Um, anyway, so we're just standing there, and, you know, I'm standing with my mom, watching the cart. I tend to my mom, you know, Mom, do you believe in evolution? And my mom's like, of course! I mean, it's science. It doesn't matter what you believe. Science is science, you know? Yo. Right. And I said, well, Mom, well, what about Islam? Because Islam has a different kind of interpretation of, you know, how we were created. And my mom said it like this. And I really respect my, my mom and my parents for having this perspective, which is... My mom said, religion is a matter of faith. Islam is what I believe, but science is science no matter who says what. You know, like, science is always true, but, but, but Islam is what I choose to believe in. And, you know, at that point, I, I didn't have the kind of appreciation to really um, kind of take in what she was saying because my mom... And it's incredible. This is why I always say Islam, and this I actually heard this from another uh, ex-Muslim podcast, secular jihadists, shout out to them. They're freaking amazing. Check them out if you get a chance. But anyways, they said this thing on their podcast, which is, now I say it all the time, which is Is Muslims are better than Islam, you know? Like the ideology itself, this, the, 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 or, the religion itself 
not so great but muslims themselves are just so incredible and the fact that you know moderates or liberal muslims have the intellectual capacity right to have the cognitive dissonance to hold two opposing ideas in their head it's it's incredible Mm -hmm. and i you know so anyways my mom said this to me and i was like oh really nice you know and i glanced over and was kind of just looking at the strawberries i was going to devour later that night and you know my mom kind of taps me on the shoulder and says you know fatiha there's a lot of atheists in Bangladesh." (laughs) and i'm like really she knew oh yeah oh yeah and i was like really she's like yeah there's a lot of you know cultural prominent prominent cultural figures in our in uh, bengali culture that were actually atheists or secular i was like huh no way she's like yeah that was kind of the end of the discussion. Go up to my dad, right? And I'm like, hey, dad, do you believe in evolution? He's like, the toilet paper. The toilet paper. Look, Fatiha, <laughs> I'm trying to find the sale for this toilet paper, but there's no sale line. And in this newspaper clipping, they say that they have a sale. Where is the sale? I'm like, but dad, evolution. He's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to talk to you or I'm going to find the toilet paper? If I don't find this toilet paper, what are we going to use at night? Well, look at that first. How close were you and, to closing that he was and, this frantic? Right. Oh, my God. Look at that. Oh my god, that's amazing. Anyways. That's such a gay mood. You like you see a cat and you're like, oh you just stop talking, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, no, this cat is riding the shoulder of this guy. It's incredible. Okay, the way you said that. Anyways. Alright, <laughs> okay, alright. Anyways. So so anyways, so my dad was like, Am I gonna talk to you? Am I gonna get this toilet paper? If we don't have toilet paper, what are we gonna do at home? I was like, Alright, Dad, whatever, fuck it. You know, and I just left the conversation. Um and I think my dad, because he, com- because he comes from a more religious of the two, my parents, because he, because he comes from the more religious background or, you know, family, like my grandma wears a, like, a, like an abaya and my, you know, they wear hijab and my, so do my aunts. My mom, honestly, is the only one who doesn't fucking dress up like that, which is fine. I mean, if you do, do you, boo, you know, but, you know, so out of my dad's family, she's the only one who doesn't do that. He, he's having some more trouble I think he's still in denial about the fact that I'm, you know, atheist. He still thinks no, that I'm going to... my gonna... dad's the same way. My brother came out as an atheist. I'm like, I like how I'm phrasing this like he came out of the closet. Right. When but that's what it is, atheist, right? But he was kind of the same experience. Like, he literally was, like, really radicalized when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then he took, like, he was in university for a couple of years, and he just, like, couldn't consolidate anymore. And like you, like, he practices it, like, culturally. Right. And takes part in traditions, but he doesn't really fully, like, believe or have Right, that right. And Sorry, it, Arno, if I called you out there. Uh, don't don't kill me. Um, shout out to Arno. Bra, bra, bra. Um, <laughs> oh, so, if anyone doesn't know, Arno's my older brother. Uh, he's probably never going to watch this because he's low-key homophobic. But it's okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to edit this out of place. <laughs> uh, this is this gold. Comedy gold. Right? Um, so, anyway. So, we... So, anyways, I think, yeah, my dad's definitely struggling, or he's still in denial about the fact that I'm secular. But, you know, I've come out to my mom as secular, and, you know, she's kind of like, when I when I came out to her, she said, wow, like, you know, like, how did this happen, you know? And I, t- I explained to her, and she, well, I didn't explain all of that. I just said, I took the science class, and they evolution, and how are we going to deny, I was like, how are we going to deny science, you know? And my mom's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And my mom, you know, she said this very prominent thing where she is still obviously uncomfortable with the fact that I'm atheist. But what she said was, you know, I, I still love you all the same. It matters. What matters most is that you're a good person and not that what matters most is that you're a good person. And, um, 
So it doesn't matter what you are to me. What matters is, is that. And I really appreciate my mom for that, for that, for saying that. But what's interesting is that I'm also queer. And did you know that my mom actually walked in on me at seven year old, seven years old, under the covers, with a little girl trying to get it on. What? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you explain this story to yeah. me? To all our viewers out there, if you want to know about this underage lesbian sex, let's stop. Talk about it. it wasn't Listen, even you're like the one that. Who brought, you're the one who brought it up. No, nah, I'm kidding. It all. Sorry. Uh, no. Okay, so let's... My mom, you know, was really gentle about it, but, you know, she kind of sent this girl home, and she said this thing where she said, you know, we, you only do those things with a man when you're older, with a man when you're married. And I, would, I think because I was so scared of my mom just, like, freaking out, I think at that moment I really, really internalized that message. So even, you know, because, and I think that's what par- partly the reason why it's taken me so long um, into my life to actually accept the fact, or not even accept that, just come into terms with the label of being queer. It's only been very, it's only very recently that I really, really have started to explore what it means to me in a social, cultural, and very personal way. It's only been, you know, about two, two, three years. And I've only dated cis, like, dudes. Like, I've only dated cis dudes. So what, that tells you how much I am super comfortable with my sexuality. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's a process, right? But because I had that sort of... And that on top of, you know, the fact that I was literally radicalized for six years. Um, you know, do, those things make it very hard to kind of have a conversation with yourself about being honest about your sexuality. And, you know, and I was telling a few, a few, a few of my friends this is like... I don't think I'll ever come out to my parents as queer. The way at least the two of us were raised was that it was very restrictive. So like our only way of sort of like being free and like exploring things that we want to talk about or wanted to do was if it was on the internet. It was you a know really what though? Too. I'm going to just add a bit of nuance here. I don't think because yes, my, my parents were very uh, controlling and yes, that my parents were definitely not, you know, what you'd call liberal, you know, uh, parents to to the extent that we're talking about but I actually don't think I was very restricted I just my parents for for a lot of things in my life have adopted a don't ask don't tell policy yeah my parents are the same way too right so and, and I think the thing is it just never came up in conversation mm-hmm. like when I you know when I was a kid on the internet it was a magical place because you could literally find whatever you wanted but you know, while I was finding, you know, Inuyasha erotica Bitch, at that nine was years literally old, the exact same thing I at was nine doing. years old, I mean, oh my, my parents just thought I was playing fucking computer games. Really? No, I fully wrote, like, gay fanfiction on the computer laptop, like, the family laptop. And they See, would actually I would never, it. Yeah, I that's never a, That's the kind of balls I had, apparently. Right, I never tried to do <laughs> any of that shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like... My parents, I mean, probably they didn't know. It was mainly because of ignorance. But, I mean, I think a part of it is just, like... We don't need to know every... You know, I think my parents are very much of the mind, like, share with us things, but have a bit of sensibility not to, you know, share to the point. Right. A certain boundary. Exactly. And so um, I think I very much respect my parents in that way. But going back to the point of, like, coming out, I think... I think what I've... You know, my friends and the people on social media and... The, commu- the digital communities that you know bo- both you and I are a part of are such freeing spaces because 
there's spaces where they get you to they get you the opportunity to explore what it means to be South Asian, mm-hmm. what it means to be Bengali, what it means to be progressive and radical, but what it also means to be queer in a safe space, in a space where other people are like you, who are just queer, like right, like they they get you to present modes of yourself that you wouldn't otherwise feel comfortable in sharing. Like, for me, what's really helped me um, kind of work through my queerness is, yeah, these digital communities online because, you know, those are, number one, examples. But number two, it's like they're presenting the alternative uh, ways of being, being queer, being, you know, a a cis woman, being, uh, you know, atheist, being ex-Muslim, being all of these things. South Asian, Bengali, and just adding one more nuance on top of another on top of another. And with people such as ourselves who are such, we have such nuanced identities, I think it's really important to recognize that, you know, the power of these things. Exactly. As well as also just like realizing that, like, for me, a lot of my, you know, again, queerness is just being like, if I can have gay friends and be with my gay friends and be and feel comfortable to express a part of my identity with them in a way that's obviously not gross in a way that's obviously you know not like fetishizing I mean I'm not I haven't been perfect but still I think that that would really um that's a that's kind of a safer and healthier way of doing things exactly you know like again I'm never gonna come out to my parents as queer they already know I'm atheist I moved out at 18 you know, I had a white boyfriend for five and a half years. Like, I think my, you know, I hate to say this, but my parents have been through a lot of shit with me. And they've been, you know what, despite everything, they've been pretty good about it. Like, they've worked really hard. They've tried to do their best to kind of accommodate the changing modalities of our relationship. I just wouldn't feel comfortable laying one more thing on him. You know, and so I know at the end of the day, like, I'm going to have to get with a man. I'm going to have to get with a man, a cis man, a South Asian, or at least a Bengali, like, a, hopefully a Bengali guy who's, like, not trash. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, in terms of my queerness, I mean, again, I wouldn't mind, you know, having a random, like, right, if it happens, it happens. It's a spontaneous kind of uh, connection. But, like, for example, there was an incident where... You know, I'm, I met this individual at a, at, a, at, a, at a social gathering. And, you know, they weren't exactly a cis man. You know what I mean? And uh, I really liked them. And we were texting for a few days. And then I realized that, you know what? Man, I really like this person. I really see myself getting to know them and getting to really want to have something beyond just like being friends with this person. And then I stopped myself. And then I ghosted on them. I stopped replying to them. Completely. And it sucked. Because, you know, I guess I never explained myself to this person. I mean, maybe I should one day, but maybe they'll just listen to the podcast and figure it out. (laughs) But, um, you know, I felt really bad because I genuinely really, really liked this person. And they were so hot, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) But anyways, I really liked this person and... But I just knew it. I I knew I couldn't date them, even for a few months, because I don't date very well casually. I catch feelings. But even beyond that, I can't have, I can't be in a long-term queer relationship. I just don't have, 
it's not that I don't have the capacity to do that. I just don't want to. Partly out of safety. I mean, of course, people will say, well, you don't have to share everything with your parents. You know, like you don't have to if you are dating someone long term, like you don't have to do this. You can still be in the closet because you live alone and whatever. But, you know, for me, it's about, you know, you have to set boundaries for your life and you have to be in a space where you're able to kind of control the boundaries on your own terms. And my terms are I've worked way too hard to have the independence that I have, to have the freedom that I have, to be as open with my, hi puppy, to have the freedom that I have, the independence that I have, to be as open as I can with my parents. I don't try and hide anything from my parents now because I've worked too hard to come to a point in my life where I'm like, right, financially independent, I live alone, I work a full-time job, I'm in school, I run shit. I don't need to be a child and hide this thing from them. But that also means coming with a set of compromises, which is, yeah, you know, I'll never be in a queer... Like, I don't know, and maybe never say never, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, I mean, I will cut in here. Right. So you already explained that, like, you have boundaries for yourself and you already know, like, what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you ever feel like sometimes you might be, like, minimizing, like, what you want because you're really afraid of, like, hurting your parents? If I'm reading this right. 100%. 100%, you know, I think a part of it's just guilt. Part of it is guilt from my parents, but you know, it's a lot of internalized shit too, right? When you go through an experience of being radicalized at such a young age and internalizing so many things, it's like of course, you know, of course it's the shame and the guilt and it's just, it's everything. And you know, I just can't be in a space where I can deal with that. You know, for me me de- me working through my queerness, I don't want to say dealing with, but me working through my queerness is in a in a in a social and cultural capacity it's not on a relationship capacity and if that's the case for you people out there wherever you are then that's totally okay you know and i'm saying this for myself and i'm also saying this for you it is totally okay you're valid your identity is valid and i see the cutest puppies oh my god sorry this keeps happening All today right. was the wrong day to take her to the beach <laughs> oh my god look at it wants to come closer come here <gasps> come here Look, it's pointing at us. Oh, what my if the whole podcast was just you like commentary with dogs? I love it. Oh my god. Oh, hold up. Can I go? I'm yeah, gonna... go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no problem. And we are back. Sorry, okay. I just had to go play with those dogs, and I feel so fucking rejuvenated. Anyway, but anyways, what I was saying is, yeah, you're you're valid. Your identity is valid. You do not need to prove yourself to anyone in this world you know like all you have to do is live and be as happy as this puppy coming towards us oh my god he literally just came back from cuddling puppies sorry there's too many fucking dogs and we're trying to fucking record this podcast and i'm just podcast (laughs) and i'm just freaking out anyways so yeah your identity your val your identity is valid you are valid you have to only exist for your terms you know like if what you just need to do what works for you you just need to focus on existing and thriving and blooming and flourishing in this world and you know it's interesting i think being queer and any sort of muslim adjacent right um i think and this is good because i think a lot of people don't include the ex-muslim perspective into this um 
or maybe ex-Muslims just haven't had the balls to come out like myself publicly, publicly. Um, but you know, I think what it is, is that we live in a world now that's very, you know, very much demanding of you to put your identity out on display. Yeah, that's 100% true. And, and you know what? You just need to do you. I mean, of course, if you feel comfortable with your, within your friends to kind of talk to them and share with them and go to events with them, you know, like meet people in a general sort of way. And this is a thing. I don't label myself. Like people ask what my sexuality is and I'm like, I don't. I mean, it, if I like you as a person, then I like you as a person, exactly. you know? And, and they're like, well, isn't that pan? I'm like, I don't like fucking labels. Because for me, even in terms of gender, like, people talk about, are you like, you know, and I, and I just use cis, cisgender because that's easier. But again, even for my gender expression, right? Like, my gender expression is very, like, in the middle. I don't know what that is. Like, it's just not binary. It's just, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not even not binary. It's just, like, it's not super one way or super the other. It's really, honestly, like, right in the middle. But I'm not going to go out through all this effort. I mean, I don't want to call it effort. But you know what I mean? I yeah. just don't want to, I'm very much of the accepting of the queer label. Queer can mean anything and everything under the sun. And for me, it's very freeing. And f- hopefully it's freeing for you. And, yeah, live your life live your life like you are on a path we are all on a path we're on a journey together and sometimes you know you'll question things and you'll be like "Ooh, what's going on here and what's going on there don't be afraid to take different routes but ultimately you got to come back to yourself and what you're comfortable with i mean obviously don't be afraid to push yourself but do what's safe do what's comfortable do what makes you happy i mean all the basic things but all these basic things also apply to your identity so yeah that's what kind of want I want to really emphasize because yeah don't feel especially because it's pride month right like we all want to be like oh we're, we're, we're queer and we're proud you know it's like you can be queer and proud and still be in the closet or you know just be in, yes. or just be with your friends and be like yeah I'm queer and I'm proud and I'm chilling with my homies at this pizza place and my living. homies homo ease ha ha no, that, you know no, that was really bad that was good that was good no I'll <laughs> give it to you you know and you're just living your life and I think that's just that's that's what's most important so yeah let the queer flag rain and think about it this way yo literally Ram- like ramadan eid and pride month it that means if you're queer muslim you only get more gay and more powerful as the days go oh, on oh yeah so use that fucking energy and right. live your life live the way you fucking life. want live yeah your best girl life. and i think especially like and this is kind of difficult for me to talk about because of the kind of islamic interpretation that i was kind of institutionalized with so if you don't Um, i know you're probably going to answer it right away but like as like a person growing up who was radicalized what was your interpretation of islam when you believed in it sure so you know what's interesting because when i was being institutionalized versus when i believed in islam those were like two different periods of my life partly because when i was being institutionalized and i'm gonna be really real with you um that's why i always find it hard when people are muslim and queer you know, because I, on one hand, my heart really goes out to them because of the pain and the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment. I'm sure they must have felt because I felt it too. Um, but also, I'm just I'm just angry at Islam. I'm angry at the fact that you know all these people that I care about just they can't just live, right? They can't just live. They have to go out of their way and like fight oppression on so many levels just to be able to exist and it pisses me off and I'm angry about it 
So and I guess to answer, well, you're, um, again, once again, you already phrased like the question and answered it. But does that ever made you feel like you were trapped in like growing up? It's like, yeah, no, you Muslim know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, actually? I didn't even think about queerness when I was still Muslim. Really? I didn't even, you know why? Because I was so far in denial. I mean, granted, I was still attracted to women all the time, but I was so in denial. I was so far gone that, I mean, I, would, I was questioning, but I was too scared to actually, you know, kind of intellectually process what I was doing and mm-hmm. what I was feeling and what my identity was and all of these things. Like, it was too much. When I became ex-Muslim, though, um, I was still in a, you know, my long-term relationship of five and a half years. So even then... I mean, me being ex-Muslim, there was a bit of an intellectual mental space that kind of opened up. But because I was still in this relationship, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had any opening there. And then I went on to date a bunch of other guys. Oh boy. And then now I feel like I'm really at a point in my life where I can fully, fully be open and fully, fully really explore those things. Um, you know, having the mental and emotional and almost spiritual space, right, that Islam isn't taking up. And it's healthy for me. You know, I know God as an idea is a source of real comfort and strength for some people. And for my queer Muslims, I know that's that's the case for them too. And, you know, kudos and shout out to them. I will always em- empower my queer friends, my Muslim friends, and my queer Muslim friends to, you know, to, 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 to pursue those things. Cause like I think, the but way, I yeah. but I can also disagree with you, and that's totally okay. Exactly. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm disagreeing with your ideas of, of 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 religion, and mm-hmm. I think that's a healthy place to be at. Exactly. Like, there's no like. Here's the way I like to think of it. Like, this isn't really like to address what you're saying. Right. But I think that regardless of like where your stance is when it comes to like consolidating like queerness and when it comes to consolidating religion, just like like just existing just being where you are is like a radical act of like resistance right so like this cis white heteropatriarchal western society that we're living in right now but also like i'm sorry the arab imperialist cisgender classist racist homophobic bullshit that a lot of us call islam we're also living through that exactly and like like you said before obviously people are cherry picking what they believe their interpretation is and I'll be honest, like, that's sort of what my interpretation was, too. Right. Like, I think we were having this conversation, like, off the record, like, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. There was a time and period in my life where I, like, I, my, I've sort of always been out to my parents, but there was, like, a circumstance where, like, I was forcibly outed. Right. And as a result, my parents, this was a time in their life where they were like, well, you're not Muslim then. then right. And I don't want to accept that you're Muslim. Like, don't. And this was also during, like, Ramadan Eid. Right. They were saying, don't fast during Ramadan. Don't celebrate Eid with us. Like, it, it was, was very, it was very yeah, extreme. Yeah, and it was very, and because it, it was very extreme. And, like, the part that hurt me the most is because I think when, when it comes to all organized religion, I don't think organized religion is, like, the cure when it comes to wanting a community. Like, mm-hmm. I think for me, like, the queer... It provides yeah. a structure. Exactly. And, like, for me, it was just really harmful. Oh, I'm okay. Aww. Like, and that's sort of what really made me question, because here's the thing. I mean, I've always just... I, yeah, I believed in science. Like, my mom was, like, spiritual. Like, they, like, they're Muslim, and they believe that. But they also, like, my mom fully, like, like your mom said, she's like, science is science. Evolution is evolution. You can't dispute that. That's just how life is. But... 
I guess, like, again, they're com- like the way they thought of it was I think was it's compulsory. a very cultural thing for them as well. But here's the thing. I actually disagree with that. And mm-hmm. I kind of had this conversation with another, like, queer Muslim friend as well. Is that that was I'm a ex-Muslim. culture. Exa- oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my fellow ex-Muslim friend. Mm-hmm. But, like, me and, like, another uh, queer Muslim friend that mm-hmm. I had. But essentially we were talking about how, like, I remember there was a p- time period in my life where I was gaslighting all the abuse I was going through. And I was calling it cultural abuse. Right. And essentially, I was sort of, like, extending that definition to, like, Islam. And I was saying, oh, well, it's cultural. It's just the Bengali community. Right. And he was saying, like, no, that's just them gaslighting you. Because there are lots of people within, like, the Southeast, like, Southeast Asian, like, Desi community, and the Muslim community, who have, like, really open ways of, like, communicating. And especially right. when they're Islamic, or people who are Islamic, too. <coughs> mm-hmm. And, like, that's just because that's our experience. It doesn't define it. No, but you are, But you are right in the sense that, like, this is something that we went through. And a lot of people who are Desi and Muslim also go through this as well. And like I think yeah. people, you know, and I and just moving beyond like being South Asian and queer, like I think this is all, yeah, this is something that, you know, if you grew up in any sort of uh, closeted kind of high control s- environment that limit that you felt limited you in expressing your identity to your family, I think you'll be able to relate because it's a very scary thing to process the fact that you might be not what your parents wanted you to be exactly you know and in that way are you disappointing them and if and 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 then and then there's that idea of oh wow well what if i'm this disappointment what if you know and it's just all of these things and you're going kind of going down this downward spiral and what i want to say to you is stop hold on a second okay (laughs) um sorry pardon that but also what i want to really say is like no really stop and just hold on for a second and realize that you don't own your parent. You don't owe your parents your existence. Exactly. You don't owe your parents. Of course, you love your parents and you want to support them and cherish them and, you know, recognize the work they did to, you know, keep you to where you are. But at the same time, like, you need to recognize your own efforts in keeping yourself alive. You need to recognize your own efforts in um, just living the way you live. Because here's the thing: is like regardless of whether you're you know letting them down or not you know what's much more important is that you don't let yourself down because you are so much more important and valuable and you know intrinsically beautiful um beyond these boxes that i think we try to categorize ourselves in and that what our our families try to categorize us in you're so beyond all of those things you know and as long as you can live with yourself like fuck fuck what they think i'm sorry like it starts with you can you live with yourself are you okay with living with yourself if the answer is yes well congratulations you're you're lucky if the answer is no that means you had a lot of work to do but it's work that i believe that we all can build the capacity to do Mm-hmm. should we want to um and our parents i mean honestly like i've been very blessed and lucky that my you know my parents are still trying and they still you know love me very deeply despite everything um but you can't let other people especially when they're super close to you you can't do things for them that'll compromise you and if 
you know, because your parents are not the only people in this fucking world, you know? There are lots of people in this world who love you for how you are, who you are, and how you choose to exist in this in this world. And, um, you and, know... Yeah, and to interrupt that, like, right. sorry. No, no, no. Like, I think we talk about... This I talk a lot, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, I think the thing that we have to, like, remember, especially, like, when it comes to L- the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and people talk about this all the time, about, like, chosen families, and, right. like... In the end, that's exactly what it is. Like, especially we all like, have the yeah. capacity for a chosen family. Exactly, and in the end, like people, like that's all it really is. Like when you love someone, like genuinely, truly for who they are, without filtering, without censorship, without like when it's unconditional, that's when you know that that is your true family. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have this idea. I mean, also yeah. wait, wait, wait. Just add a caveat to that. Sorry, we're adding a lot of caveats on caveats. <laughs> But, I mean, I think unconditional love is it puts a lot of pressure on people. I think that regardless of what kind of love it is, if you feel safe, if you feel empowered, if you feel supported, if you feel like you can, you know, to some degree, be yourself without too much, too much issues, too many issues. And even if you can't, like, as long as, you, you know, you are, you are comfortable... Even if that means being a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, I think that's important too, right? Because for all of our parents, right, who who probably suspect our que- we're queer or don't know we're queer or all these things or know that we're ex-Muslim or don't or all of these things, like, despite all of that, you still love your parents and your parents still love you. And, and at the end of the day, you know, like, you all, you still love them, even though it hurts. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. My, my relationship with my parents is very complicated. It's very difficult, but we still try and make it work. And that's because I choose to do that. But again, all up to you. Recognize that you have the agency to shape your life to be whatever you want it to be. And to, to be in relationships that you want to be in. You have that capacity and that power. And if you don't, then I'm sorry. Because that sucks if you don't feel like, you know, if you don't have that agency right now. But trust, you you have the potential for it. Um, Yeah. That was a really long, rambly bit of saying but hey, things, but it was really appreciated. Oh, thank you. And it was really great having you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry, I didn't want to end so rambly, and I feel like I don't feel like anything of what I've said made sense, but it's fine. I hope it's, it's all getting edited. I know. <laughs> I hope that you folks took a lot away from it. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on my social media, or I'm sure, you know, um, uh, Bushra will kind of link my Instagram or something, you know, and feel free to message. Send a message. My account's private, unfortunately, but you know, still I get messages. So send me a message. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on, you know, LinkedIn. I don't know who the fuck checks LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I don't know. I don't know. But my email's on there. So if you want to, you know, send me an email. Let me know. Reference the show, and I'm always down to chat. And 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 yeah. Hope you all, beautiful people, have an amazing day. And if it's not amazing, well, you're amazing. So have a great night, ladies and gentlemen, folks. All right. We don't got to gender it. Oh, my God. All right. So as you know, you're going to watch the show at www.thatgayradioshow.com. You also have us at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thatgayradioshow. Also at our Twitter at (laughs) thatgayradio. And as our Instagram is once again 
at That Gay Radio Show. Once again, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you want to send me hate mail, you want to dox me even. Don't do that to me. Do that to her. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you know where to hit me up. So signing you off, we're going to be playing Gabby by the Internet featuring Janelle Monet. Good night. <laughs>